0: This is an AMI podcast.
1: Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It is Friday, it's the 21st of July, 2023. Coming up today, we're talking about Android and an app to make art accessible.
0: You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now here's your hosts Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hey
2: Sean Priest, happy Friday! Happy Friday! It's the weekend. What are you doing? Anything special? Are you painting the town red? Uh, No. Okay. Normally just
1: staying and I don't know, a Chinese watch a film. Oh, that sounds magic. God, we're old, but I love that. I know. I want to go shopping in the town. In the town, I say. In the town square, not not Twitter. Goodness, ah. please never mention that Twitter thing again. I'm getting so sick of people getting in touch with me at Twitter. Do you know? I I get that people want me to. I think oh. you are enjoying riling me up on this topic because you want who? me to go back and shout about it again. No, not you, the oh, listener. Thanks. Me? Yeah, you know who ah. you are. You're you're getting in touch. Rile? You're just poking the bear. You want me to have a Twitter rant, don't you? Yeah, you do. You love it. You love it. Well, you're not getting it.
2: I, well, wasn't that kind of a Twitter rant? Just that. No. Bit?
1: That was not a Twitter rant. That was a rant about not Twittering. Ranting.
2: Okay, right. We we (laughs) need some sort of indicator. If we can get a, this is a Twitter rant jingle, (laughs) that'll be cool. Do-do-do-do. There should be a bird going, wah! Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Angry bird. Okay. Angry bird, yeah. Wah!
1: That's it. That'll do. (laughs) When you hear that, that's the sign.
2: Why do you want to go into town to shop, as in into real life? What's wrong with the online beautiful ah, gorgeous you know sometimes, world sometimes you just want to go outside i know it's surprising
1: yes it is very surprising but sometimes you want to go and you know it's, it's like the, no. the site village thing i think i've missed out on touching tech Which is what they should should have called the event. I think they should have called... They should rename it Touching Tech. I think that's much, much better.
2: Oh, you're just just full of ideas. You're always popping. (laughs) Terrible ideas. No, no, but that's a different thing, right? I, I, I can't remember the last time I went clove shopping or anything like that. Absolutely terrible experience. Oh, listen, I'm not saying I would
1: have any fun... Or indeed purchase oh. anything, or indeed, you know, get any enjoyment out of it whatsoever. But I just, yes. I kind of sometimes, I think you sometimes have to leave the house, in your case, the shed, mm. in order to appreciate the yeah. house stroke shed.
2: Oh, I see. Do you understand so, what I'm saying? So you yeah, have to leave to yeah. come back, experience some terribleness no, so you right. appreciate your uh, thing. Wonderful. Oh, I, yeah, I get it. All right. Do you know? Okay. Do you remember yesterday I was telling you
1: about the movie I, I bought online? Oh yes, you're very familiar with that movie, uh,
2: Wall Street, I believe.
1: Yeah, I'd seen it mm. like years ago, and uh, I got the double feature of uh, the, the the Wall Street uh, one uh, and Wall Street <laughs> two. Uh, two, and I... uh, it was great. I, I was <laughs> sat down last night, I got myself a cup of mm-hmm. cocoa, and I watched the first one. Um, I have no memory of this movie whatsoever. I had no idea what was going on. I I I thought I'd seen this film. Maybe I have, but I have no recollection of it at all.
2: You said it was just like, you know, an old friend. It was like back to the future. You didn't need AD because it did say it doesn't have any AD. No, it didn't say it doesn't have, but it didn't mention it had AD. So you said that doesn't matter because I'm so familiar with it.
1: (laughs) All I remember is... Michael Douglas was in it. And that's about all I could remember of that movie. As soon as I heard um, Michael Douglas's voice, I thought, oh, yeah. Um, I think I'm maybe mixing it up with maybe everything else Michael Douglas has ever been in. Ever been in. <laughs> and he's been in some great movies over the Falling years. Falling
2: Down, one of my favourites. Oh, that's a
1: brilliant movie. It's so good. Uh, what was the other one that uh, I loved? The Game. That was a brilliant movie as well. Um oh, no, I don't remember that one. Oh, there was, there was so many, so many. And, and actually, if you really, if you like Michael Douglas, there's a show on Netflix called The Kaminsky Method which is absolutely hilarious. It is a fantastic series. It's all about Michael Douglas, and he plays the part of an aging actor, <laughs> how oh. appropriate, and uh, <laughs> he plays the part of, of, he basically can't get any movie roles anymore, so he's now teaching acting. Uh, and it is honestly, it's just, it's just fantastic. Oh, hence so. the title.
2: I I, yeah. I, I I like it when you got the title, and you have no idea what that could possibly be, and then you, you get it.
1: I'll be it's honest, be if Michael. I hadn't, right. if, if Michael Douglas wasn't in it, I probably would have never looked at that you're absolutely right. I think the titles can make a huge difference to a movie yep. uh, or a sh- or a TV show. But yeah, it was really really good. But anyway, and that does have AD, so good news. Uh, but so yeah, so yeah, So the second one, I'm I'm intrigued to see what the second one brings because uh, I've I have no recollection of the first one, so I definitely will have no <laughs> recollection of the second. So it will be an adventure tonight. Well, the second one was probably
2: that. straight to DVD or something. It's always I terrible.
1: So. Yeah,
2: I mean you know, all those
1: movies though. I was watching a clip of. Do you remember Scent of a Woman? Never seen it. Oh, come on. That that deserves this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mr. No, 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 no. Yeah, that no, is, no. Sorry, You no. cannot be blind. There's two movies I, you have don't to buy see. I that. Go no, on. No, 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 no. If you're blind, you have to have watched at least these two movies. You have to have watched Scent of a Woman and See No Evil, Hear No Evil.
2: Oh, no, that's true. I have seen See No Evil. That you have amazing. to watch that movie
1: because if nothing else, you will just laugh your way through it. I will say this. If you're on your sight loss journey, if you're oh. perhaps at the beginning of it, and you still get that raw, angry feeling every day, don't watch that movie. Don't Just don't watch it right now. I'd give it maybe two years. And then after that, once you can kind of feel you can start to laugh at yourself a little bit, at that point, watch See No Evil, Hear No Evil, and you will laugh your
2: backside off. I believe one of the uh, sight loss organisations who went to see a pre-screening actually walked out of oh, really? that movie uh, because they did not approve whatsoever.
1: Because, what, they don't like Humor.
2: Well, uh, the, uh, the portrayal of the... Uh, I, I, actually, I don't know because I thought oh, it was it's a movie. It was pretty Come good, on, I thought. it was funny. It, it was, was funny. very funny, yep. and the situation that
1: happens, and I can't replay it because of the language that was involved. <laughs> um, but there's a particular scene just at the beginning or near the beginning where uh, both characters meet each other for the first time, and uh, one's running a store uh, or he's looking after a shop. And he, that's the, I think it's the blind guy, oh no it's the deaf guy's looking after the shop, and the blind guy comes in, and at that point they have an interaction. But every time the blind guy speaks, the deaf guy turns away so he can't hear what he's saying, he can't see what he's he can't see his lips, so every time he turns back, he'll always say so what do you want? And the blind guy's getting irritated by this. He's saying, well, what was the problem here? And of course, there's an interaction that follows, and anyone who's seen the movie will know what I'm talking about. I've had that exact moment. I had that in a cafe. Get it happened to me. Seriously, it happened to me, and I laughed my backside off, because <laughs> it was it was basically the same conversation happening, and as, as it was happening, I realised, this is that movie. This is serial Hero Evil, and she had seen it as well, and well, we just we just laughed a lot. And oh. you gotta you gotta laugh, people. Come on. World's serious enough. You gotta laugh. I agree. Fantastic. So, Let's yeah. just watch that
2: this weekend instead.
1: Yeah. In fact, you know, get Mr. F on the phone. Just just put that on instead of this next yeah. weekend. Can we do that? <laughs> just put that on here, because honestly it's just you'll laugh your ass off. It's so funny. Um, right, so uh coming up today on the show, we have got an app review from lovely Lena. Actually I should say Lena, cause that's I, I keep saying Lena and I feel yeah. bad about this because we I'm need not to saying ps- it. Pick ourselves properly. up on that, sorry. Yeah. It's my accent, I think. Lena. Lena. Oh,
2: Lena. Lena.
1: No. Lola. Lena. That was the song I was thinking of earlier. Yeah,
2: that's it. I Couldn't think of the song. Yeah. I was thinking
1: of I couldn't even think of the song I was trying to sing along with it. But anyway, there we go. Anyway, hi Lena. So uh, This is later, a long
2: intro, sorry. It is
1: a bit yeah, I think we're eight minutes in and we've absolutely done nothing. Uh this feels like every day of my working life. This is basically a, a microcosm of everyone's working day. No it's one gets easy. to work and starts doing what right away. No, you no, all exactly talk garbage right. for hours. Yeah.
2: We all have a little drink first and have a gossip. It's Easy Friday.
1: I know what it's like in AMI Towers. I know that Dave Brown doesn't walk in and immediately jump on the phones and start calling up, you know, getting the big <laughs> interview of the day. He's in there having coffee. He's talking about sports. He's t- he's getting Brock on the phone, giving it loudly about the whole, you know, uh, sports events of the year oh, well and done. day. Good uh, work
2: around there for no knowledge of sports whatsoever. That's right. Walrus <laughs> shaving or whatever it is they do.
1: Uh, in sport in, in Canada. It's brilliant. Uh, so, yeah, that all happens. So, that's basically, as I'm saying, this is like a microcosm. Sorry, of all Dave. Of that. Yeah. I don't know why I'm bigger than Dave. Uh, so, um, yes, today we've got the app demo. Uh, this is an app called Visling, and apparently, it will make comic books, it will make art, it will make anything basically, they call it multimodal content. So, anything oh. that perhaps has pictures and, and text combined, like a comic book, for example. Or even just pictures on their own, it will make it more accessible. I'm intrigued to know how that works.
2: Yeah, so me too. Um,
1: yeah, that's that's a really interesting one. I've not heard about this app before. Vizzling, V-I-Z-L-I-N-G, I think is the spelling of it. Um, and uh, also, we have a comment right now from Negative Julian. He heard my clarion call uh, because I did put out a, a call, a call to arms, if you will, um, to uh, to rise up. And you? uh, bring your Android phones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you remember, uh, Shazad got in touch about the subject of buying a new Android phone. Remember oh, that? Yeah,
2: that's right. Yes, of course. And he I recommended asking, Pixels. Yes.
1: Yeah, that's right. You said Pixels. I said Motorola. Uh, and uh, But I did also suggest that Negative Julian might be the person to answer this because yes. I know he uses Android and I know he also buys cheaper Android phones. Let's just put it that way. So here is uh, Negative Julian's response to that email.
3: Hello everyone, Negative Julian here, responding to the podcast of the 18th of July, in which Shazad asked for advice about buying an Android mobile phone, and Stephen Scott threw me under the bus by saying Negative Julian would know the answer to that. Well, Negative Julian doesn't, but I'll do my best anyway. First off, Stephen, I think you're mistaking me for a fellow member of the Affluent Society. I'm just a poor peasant, a well, little lad doing his best, not to mention cheap and tight fisted. But uh, I'll do my best. Now, first off, I'm recording this just for the hell of it and partly to prove a point. I'm recording this on a 2018 vintage smartphone, an mia 2 Lite. And I'm doing it through the boom microphone of a Sades SA926T gaming headset. I always feel like I should be in a tank when I'm using this headset. It's really heavy duty, but there you go. Now, uh, Android phones. First off, I completely agree with Sean that the way to go is plain vanilla stock Android all day, every day. I haven't owned a Samsung phone for a few years now, but from what I hear and read, it's still obvious that they love to totally mangle android and not always for the better they duplicate things that don't need duplicating rearrange menus that don't need rearranging They're, they're just a menace really so that's my personal bias i admit it's bias but i wouldn't touch on a barge pole go plain vanilla stock android so pixels yes definitely solid dependable phones and you get the advantage with a Pixels of several years guaranteed updates to the operating system you won't go far wrong except they're still mid-range if you want to start out with something cheaper just to see if you can get on with this sort of phone perhaps you might want to go to something like a nokia uh, i haven't owned a nokia in a long time but i'm told that they do guarantee several years of software updates, uh, which is always worth having. I do get the impression that their technology possibly delivers a bit less bang per buck, but that's the trade-off you get for the guaranteed updates, I guess. Motorola, lots of bang for your buck. Uh, My favorite phone at the moment is still a Motorola that I bought a couple of years back. It's rock solid, dependable, does everything I want it to do at a good speed. And it only cost me, I think it was about 150, 160 quid at the time, new. So that tells you something. The drawbacks of Motorola is they are not great at updating their software. They will give you security updates for several years. I'm not sure how long, but you'll be lucky if you get more than one or two operating system updates out of them, I guess, because they prefer to just sell you another handset and keep their business going, which is fair enough in many ways. The other thing to realize is that you do do need to understand what you want to do with the phone. For instance, um, NFC tags we've talked about quite a bit lately. So if you want to do that, you do need to just check that the phone you're looking at does have NFC as part of its specification. Most do nowadays, but there are some older budget models that won't. For other things, virtually any phone released over the last 5 years or so will easily cover what you want. You've got to realise that smartphones nowadays are a thoroughly mature technology. Nobody's really released a gee whiz, must have update on anything. Uh, the updates that have been, the improvements are to things like camera technology and the screens. Well, if you're blind, the camera technology is probably not going to be high up on your lists. And any reasonable phone nowadays is going to have a camera plenty good enough to do stuff like OCR. That's not going to be a problem to you. Screen-wise, if you're partially sighted, you might want a really good screen, in which case you want to go OLED. They're starting to appear Sub twenty sub uh, two hundred pound mark nowadays. If you shop around, uh, easily under three hundred pounds, you'll get an OLED screen if that's what you need. If you're um, further gone down the route of blindness, then really, who cares much about whether it's an OLED screen or not? Uh, it's not relevant. I mean, you might even go the full Stephen route and turn it off. Big deal. So that's various things um what else is there to say oh you don't need to go highly expensive you really really don't a mid-range phone is virtually guaranteed to give you everything you want and there's a lot of budget ones that do perfectly as as well um these are a thousand pound plus smartphones they they 're jewelry that 's all they are the jewelry you need a thousand pound smartphone to do everyday tasks about as much as you need a Rolex watch to tell the time it's it's just total overkill unnecessary marketing b s if um, you get a lottery or you 're independently wealthy, help yourself, but don 't feel that you that you need that sort of tech you don't uh, I think that's probably it, except I would say um go on the internet and listen to a lot of reviews i always do i never buy a new phone unless i've listened to plenty of reviews ahead of time youtube is good i know it's visual and you might not get much from that but the best reviewers do talk you through a lot of specs like uh battery life Uh, how the phone feels in the hand, responsiveness, all this sort of thing. And on that, by the way, don't be worried about whether it will run uh, your screen reader well enough. It almost certainly will. Um, If you worry about that sort of thing, hardly ever will you get anybody to review a phone from the point of view of a blind person. But if you listen out for something like they say, uh, it runs really fast with games or it'll cope with... The vast majority of modern games, I always think if it'll do that, it's got plenty enough power to run a screen reader, for goodness sake. Don't worry about it. It will almost certainly be all right unless you go really, really cheap uh, or a really old one. And uh, so listen to reviews. Uh, I don't know if Stephen will want me to tell you as he he can't cope well with competition, but... Um, One I particularly like is uh, uh, on YouTube. It's called Techspurt, T-E-C-H space S-P-U-R-T. And I find that guy really, really good for lots of information. And if you hunt, he quite regularly does uh, group reviews. So if you hunt for something like best budget mobile phones 2023 or Best mid-range mobile phones 2023. You may well come across Techspert, and I like that. The only caveat I would add there is if perhaps you should avoid it if you're easily offended. He, shall we say, he is colorfully inventive with his language. Kind of look colorfully inventive with his language. Um, doesn't swear for the sake of it or anything like that. I can't stand people who do that, but he is. Colourful sometimes, just to keep your attention. But anyway, I like it. So there you go. That's uh, most I can say about buying a smartphone. And uh, over to Sean and Stephen again. Good luck all. Bye.
1: Wow, thank you, Negative Julian. I think round of
2: applause for that one, don't you think? That was very good, very in-depth, and I can't disagree with anything. My shopping uh, process, if you will, is I go on to Amazon. I have a look around. I read the first couple of reviews there, um but I always take them with a huge pinch of salt. Yeah. And then I go straight onto YouTube and type that model number, brand model number in and I go through the reviews on there whoever it may be. Cuz you're absolutely right. Even if they're not, you know, talking about it from a blind perspective, it's you get a lot of information there, you know, about the setup even and uh yeah, really useful advice. Yeah, all of that was
1: was useful. And I I think that he, he brings up a really interesting point about the fact that these days, especially, we've kind of gone past the point where we have to worry about the processor speeds. I mean, cameras and all that, you know, you can argue the toss about which is better, which is not. But, you know, again, it doesn't really matter too much because that base standard has risen up so high that, you know, it's going to run your screen reader is going to I mean, the only thing I would say maybe is that a really old, or not so much really old, but a really cheap smartphone might not perform the same way. Maybe it will perform fine, but it might not perform quite as nippy as, say, the latest Samsung or the latest Google Pixel. I think that's probably fair to say. There may be a difference, maybe Mm -hmm. a small lag, but very, very small, to be fair. Yeah,
2: I think you're right. I don't don't even think you have to, to worry about that at all. Um, And look, the thing here, the amazing thing where we're at right now is that, yes, it's going to be accessible, right? Yeah, well, that's it, yeah. It's It's going to run a screen reader, so
1: you're good. And, you know, for people who are, even though we're kind of joking around with with Julian, you know, money conscious, uh, you know, cheap, whatever, whatever, tight fisted, whatever phrase you want to use. The truth is, you know, not everyone can afford to buy the latest and greatest phones. And, you know, as Julian makes a good point, you don't even need it. You actually don't need it. And, you know, this is where in the iPhone world we're kind of stuck because, yes, there are cheaper options if you go down the refurbished route or you choose, say, an iPhone SE. But even then, you're still talking 400 $500 to get in to the smartphone world, at least if you're buying new. Now, of course, mm-hmm. you can buy cheaper options, but, you know, you have to always be aware that you're always near the end of the or closer to the end of the line when it comes to the software updates. When it comes to some of the the, older I don't even worry consoles. about
2: that too much. I worry more about the battery. You've always got to factor in. Okay, if I'm buying a phone that's already two, three years old, I'm going to have to replace that battery at some point, and yeah, annoyingly, that isn't cheap. At least if you go through the official channels. When it comes to Apple, it's not it's not a cheap process. So I always factor in that price as well. But it's it is it's funny what we're calling mid range because I did recommend the Pixels, and I'm mentioned the a series you know the the cheaper uh versions or models of the pixels but they're still what uh around 400 us 350 400 us yeah, yeah. um and i'm looking at that saying oh yeah that's that's quite a reasonable price and it and it kind of is but you know take it back 10 years ago and that would have been incredibly high end but now we're looking at the thousand dollar ones and but you're absolutely right the big change though is the material right that's that's the big difference in these.
1: Yeah, but I mean, you know, even some of the Motorola's I've picked up, I mean, and again, I always go back to Motorola because it was my first experience and I really enjoyed it. And I found these phones to be, you know, really good value for money. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the quality of them is good. Uh, but that's one thing I always feel about Android. And it's one of the things that makes me jealous with a lot of Android people is that they have so much choice when it comes yeah. to smartphones. You've yeah. got so many different types of devices to choose from. We've got, you know, One, it's the iPhone, and that's it. It's the one version of it, you know, which comes in a bigger size or a smaller size or a slightly smaller. You can have any color you like. Exactly, that's right, as long (laughs) as 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 it's black. Um, You know, and and that's what I, I just feel, you know, there's a lot of choice out there, which is good, but I really, I'm I'm glad you, you came in on this, Julian, and actually you say you didn't have the answer, but I think you had more than an answer on that, so I really do appreciate you chiming in on this. I had a feeling you would come back with something like that as a response, and uh, you did so. Thank you for that. And I'm sure Shazad will appreciate that as well as we all will. Uh, you know, because I think sometimes you have to remember. We certainly do. I certainly do. Okay, fine. I do that. Well done. You know, we can't all afford to buy the latest and greatest, and we should absolutely uh, look for alternatives. But you know, equally, you want to get something that works. You don't just because it's cheap doesn't mean we want it to be you know terrible or we should have a terrible experience as a result. No. So, uh, yeah, thank you for that. Uh, right. Um, OK, moving on, because uh, we have uh, coming up Elena's demo of the Vizzling apps. Looking forward to that. But first to the subject of note taking.
4: Hi, Stephen, Sean and Laura. I hope this finds you well. Having recently discovered DoubleTap, it is a real pleasure to be able to hear you both once again. I always enjoyed your collaborations on RNIB Tech Talk, so I'm happy to once again be able to learn from you both and enjoy the back and forth. In the episode on blind people in space, Sean mentioned wanting an app that would just open a text document and let him start typing right away. One such app is called Drafts, and it is available for both iOS and macOS. It comes in both free and subscription flavors. Drafts opens to a blank document, and the first line of the document becomes its title. You can also browse your documents. Its default document is either text or MD which is the same thing with special user-added plain text markup that describes formatting in the plain text document. There is also a drafts type add-on for NVDA called Quick Taker. On the subject of Braille, I learned both Braille and touch typing as a child, so I'm happy using either a Perkins style or QWERTY keyboard, though I would like to see standardization across displays for controlling and navigating the computer or mobile device. As I write this, I should say that some standardization exists for certain commands, on any display I've ever used, pressing L, dots 1, two, three, with space, moves to the top of a document or to the top of the home screen on iOS. Similarly, using dots 4, 5, and 6 with space, moves to the bottom of the document or the home screen on iOS. This may also be the case for Android, but I have limited and inconsistent success using Braille in this environment. A couple of listeners have mentioned using a slate and stylus to write and read Braille. While I do have one of these, I am abysmally slow at using it. I learned on a Perkins and have one currently sleeping under my desk. As you have both said on the show previously, braille displays are expensive, so are Perkins brailers. I hope this helps you Sean. Warmest wishes and keep the shows coming, please.
1: Thank you for that. We didn't catch your name, but thank you so much for uh for getting in touch and uh giving us that information. And, and there you go. Welcome back.
2: Hello. And yeah, and Good welcome to have back. You back. Yeah, exactly. Um yeah, thank you. You know what? I've actually actually got that app i'm pretty sure i've got that app or at least had it before it must have been recommended to me before but i totally forgot about it but yeah thank you i would definitely check that out plus the nvda add-on i knew that Note would take your interest yeah i am ve- yeah of course yeah I, I think i have seen that in the list but never actually looked into it so yeah i'm gonna check that out thank you
1: yeah i'm loving all this stuff on nvda i'm really getting into this nvda i mean i haven't installed it yet but you know i'm, I'm, I'm oh yeah well done I, mean, I think I might have done at some point. It might just be sitting there, you know, just just like the uh, the Perkins sleeping under the table. Sleeping, I think it I might love be that. By the way, sleep- yeah, I love that. Just purring <laughs> Shh, away, go to sleep. <laughs> uh, well, I think I think the NVDA might be sleeping on my computer as well somewhere, but because uh, you know it is true to say when you have a PC, kind of good to have everything available to you. If you yep. use JAWS, it's good to have NVDA because, as I'm hearing a lot of people saying, weirdly at the moment. A lot of people say there's a lot of issues with JAWS, a lot of challenges, a lot of things that are just not quite right. So I don't know if there's maybe something going really? on with Microsoft and Windows and just maybe updates that are causing problems and JAWS trying to keep up with it, which I imagine is the case. I would never suggest for a second, nor would I think that JAWS would, or, or Vespera would be sleeping at the wheel. I mean, they're always on well, the no, case. That's, but... that's
2: the great thing about JAWS, right, is the amount of development and updates that he gets.
1: Well, yeah, and, and the fact that it's built for blind people. I mean, you know, this is one occasion where I think that we see a product that we really do need. I mean, it's funny, when all the specialist versus mainstream conversations we have, we never talk about screen readers. We actually never include that. But, you know, that is third party. Okay, on the, on the Mac and on Chromebooks, you know, you have the inbuilt and you do with Microsoft to an extent with Narrator. But, you know, we actually do really need, and it's funny, the, the times I've brought up the subject, I remember when I was, Trying narrator, you know, I was using Jaws for a number of years, and I was trying narrator out after it had had those big improvements in Windows 10. And I remember saying to someone, you know, I think I'm going to go on air this week and say that I think it's time we made the switch. We started moving towards narrator because if more of us as a community start to use narrator, we'll feed back into it and it'll improve. And you know, okay, that might not be great for Vespero, but you know, we have to we have to embrace the inbuilt technology to some degree. They've put a lot of effort in, so let's give something back and actually contribute. Anyway, after yep. saying all that, uh, I got absolutely pillared, not on the show, yeah. although I think I did get pillared on the show as well. But by I got, whom? But I got pillared by other people in the room who said, do not say that. Why? And the reason it was, and, and actually, do you know what? It was a great perspective because they said, don't say that because what will happen is if you, oh, if an employer yeah. is listening to this and says, well, you know, the inbuilt tools are just as good as the third-party one, which costs money, then just use the inbuilt tools. And that could actually harm someone being able to do their job properly. You know, you wouldn't be able to do your job properly because maybe you need JAWS to do that specific task or you know, whatever it might be. You know, it, it is a tool which is a very professional tool. Narrator, to some degree, even today, is still very much a child. Maybe a troublesome teenager now, but still... (laughs) <laughs> in that age range, you know, it's not a fully fledged adult like JAWS is. And I, I have I think, to say, I, and I have on. to say, years on, my own experience, I feel the same way. And maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just in the world of JAWS now and I'm stuck in there and I can't get out of it because I'm I'm so no, used no. to the commands in the world. But I don't know. I mean, I think when, with the conversations we've had around Braille and the subjects around mathematics and science, this is where, you know, these companies like Vespero have built these tools to work in all of those areas. So, you know, it's not just a case of typing a Word document or sending an email anymore. It's way more than that. And JAWS facilitates that. Narrator is still very much at the starting block.
2: Wow. I agree, except I think the vast majority of people, especially in our community, well, particularly in our community, are using this in their home or personal capacity. Mm. And Narrator is fine. Um, I would agree. I, I, funnily enough, I've just helped a friend with his new laptop. He set it up out of the box, and he's very nervous about tech, not, not confident at all. He just set his up uh, using Narrator, and he's gone through the setup process. And now we're in Windows, working through you know file explorer and basic web navigation, and he's just sticking with Narrator for now. And he feels perfectly comfortable, and he's doing everything he needs it to do. It is absolutely fine. And especially compared to where it was, mm. right? You can use this every day. Yet, I, I totally get that the, the other ones, like especially Jaws, right? In the employment thing, is so much more powerful. But the general user, anyone at home, narrator is okay, isn't it? It's, it's well, no, no, more than adequate. And, and let me be absolutely clear. I'm talking about this from the
1: perspective of people who are in work, who are talking about employment situations.
2: Yeah, but I agree. Then,
1: I, I think I, at home, you see, here's the thing. At home, if I'd love to know what a world would look like without NVDA in the picture, because it kind of muddies the water a little bit, right? Not in a mm. bad way, but it does. Because if you think about it, you've got Jaws on the professional side, and you've got Narrator. So a Narrator would be the at-home user, like you say, someone who's doing their emails, maybe writing a couple of shopping lists, or you know, I don't yeah. know, whatever web browsing, basic stuff, right? Um, that is where Narrator is fine. It's absolutely fine, and you're right. Improvements have been made. Uh, NVDA comes along, though, and offers so much more uh, in some ways, because it's kind of giving you that JAWS experience without the the, ta- the price tag to go with it.
2: But that's the thing. And, Is it offering that's, so much that's more? What,
1: but that's what focuses people away from Narrator. You see the problem here? So we don't get a chance to really engage with Narrator, because most people would probably say, OK, I'll use it for now, and, and maybe your friend will do this. After a while someone will say to them why don't you try NVDA because you can do much oh, more I've with it i've already done that and yes. then exactly well done and I then so say then that, what happens but then what happens is that person ends up using NVDA and we don't use narrator and so actually in a way we're kind of we keep going back to this point about oh narrator is just a basic thing
2: but that's because we only use it that way I, and we I, use it to get to a point and then we use something else what does it do so much more of i i, I wouldn't say NVDA does so much more than anything else They're all slightly better. I use NVDA, I use Narrator quite often, especially in settings and other apps where I'm finding NVDA is struggling. I'll quickly turn on Narrator and have them both running at the same time. And sometimes Narrator, because it uses a different accessibility API, it it will get me information that NVDA doesn't. But I find NVDA just much more responsive, smaller. I like the add-ons aspect to it. You should just answer my point. Yeah, yeah, but there's different aspects to each one. Jules, there's so many features on Jewels, which I think, oh, I'd love to have that as well. Yeah, but you would accept that in a premium product, right? You would say, well, I'm paying for that,
1: so I'd expect more. Uh, you, you would want more features. But the point yeah. I'm making is that essentially NVDA is eating narrator's lunch. And, and that's the problem. Hmm. And it's not, it's not that it's NVDA's fault that that's happening. It's arguably narrator's fault because it was so terrible for so long. Something yeah. like NVDA had to come along. It had to be there, had to be designed because Absolutely. narrator just wasn't suitable. Now narrator is improving. It's kind of in a battle with NVDA. Now I admit this is a particularly boring battle, but it's <laughs> but there is a battle there, right, between the two of them. Because and it's not that people have to choose, like you say, you can have them both running at the same time if you want. That's mm-hmm. the joy of choice. I mean, you know, you have this conversation with a Mac user, and they say, "Yeah, but all we've got is VoiceOver." You know, at least you've got three options. I've got no, one. It's true. So I can't do it. If my screen reader stops talking on the Mac, I'm screwed, right? I've got to get someone on the phone or hope that someone of them be my eyes can help me or hire yes. a desktop or whatever. Um, so I, I don't know. I just, I just, my point I'm making is, you know, that Narrator is actually functioning very well, but the problem is we'll never really allow it to grow as a community. We will never engage with it, or I don't think we'll invest in it as much as people have with NVDA. And I think that's a bit of a shame.
2: Ah, well, I think if Narrator comes to the level of NVDA, and um, I think NVDA would be quite happy to be killed off by Narrator. I honestly do. Mm. Mm.
1: Uh, I don't think a lot of people would agree with you on that one. I don't know. <laughs> I think there's a thriving community there. I just wish the same community existed for Narrator. Look, we've got to take a break. Mr. F not be happy. Uh, stick around. More to come and Lena's demo of the Visling app. That on the way next on Double Tap.
0: Connect
2: with the Double Tappers on social media now. On Twitter and Facebook at Double Tap On Air. And on Mastodon at Double Tap.
1: Yes, we are indeed all over the place. You can find us on social media. (laughs) Yes, we uh, are. And uh, other places too. Uh, Yes, hello. uh, This is Double Tap. I was just a bit distracted by my rant earlier about narrator. I have a feeling that's going to cause a few emails.
2: Sorry. Okay. no, I think it was very fair, Stephen Scott. I think that was fine. Oh, thank you. That's very oh, that's all right. No, I'm here, mate. Don't worry. I've <laughs> well, got nice. it's, We're it's, all good. It's, it's
1: nice. Leave me alone. Um, so we've uh, got a great <laughs> review now to play you. Uh, this is an app review. We don't uh, actually do that many app reviews on the show. It's usually you guys that do the app reviews. And yes. uh, we just talk about them occasionally. But uh, yeah, this is one I've not heard of at all. It's called Vizzling. And this demo has been sent in by the lovely Lena.
0: Hello, Double Tappers, this is Lena. I recently discovered a delightful app called Visling. The developer says this is an interactive reading app for blind, low vision, and sighted people. And he goes on to say that their goal is to make graphic material available to everyone. I am fond of comics, and that's why I like this app. The app is free and is available for both iOS and Android. It's easy to install, and we do not have to create an account in order to use the app. This app is consistent. Once you know where something is on a page, it will always be in that position. The opening screen always has these three icons, tutorials on the left, Novels in the middle and About Visling on the right. I recommend listening to the tutorial because it tells how the app is structured and it tells how we can interact with the app. There are so many different ways. It's really cool. Now, it wouldn't be any fun to do this demo if we didn't peek at the comics, There are two at this time. They call them novels, so we'll go there. Novels. Cathedral School Guidebook. One of them, which is the newer one, is Cathedral School Guidebook. It pokes fun at a lot of things going on in my neighborhood right now. And the other comic is My Blurry Life. Marika Davis does a wonderful job of poking fun at the stereotypes we blind people encounter. The comics are numbered on this screen. And we're going to go to number 16 because it's an experience I have had. And I bet a lot of you listeners have too. There is a quirk in this app. When we tap on the comic we want to read, the About Visling info pops up. So we have to stop it quickly and then tap the next page button, which is in the lower right corner of the phone. Here we go. Life is blurry 14. Life is blurry 16. Welcome it's to the Introduction. Next page. Next Life page is blurry number 16 by Marika Davis. Page one. Now on this page, we have two frames one on the left side of the screen and one on the right side of the screen. And then we have a caption underneath it. We also have in the bottom center of the screen, the play button. I don't want to get in trouble with Mr. F. So I'm going to describe the comic to you. I don't do quite as well as the developers, but maybe you'll forgive me. In the first frame, a young woman walks cautiously through a pottery shop using her white cane. In front of her is a menacing sign which says, You break it, you buy it. Behind her, the shopkeeper follows very closely with his dustpan and broom in hand. In the next frame, we see the same young woman, same white cane, same pottery shop, but she has now morphed into an upright bull, at least in the eyes of the shopkeeper. The caption says, this is what it's like to be visually impaired and walk through a crowded pottery shop. I like this not only because I've had the experience, but I used it a week ago to help a shopkeeper understand that blind people are really capable of navigating carefully through crowded, glass-filled stores. I hope you double tappers have fun and get some laughs out of this app.
1: Thank you, Lena. That's brilliant. An app I've never heard of, and you know, it sounds like a bit of a almost like an adventure story type approach, which they've done here.
2: I, I, I like this idea. Well, I, I I'd be really interested to hear the description on that, but I totally understand the fear of Mr. F. F. For fear, obviously. Yes, God bless you, Mr. F. Please don't strike us down. Um, or oh, maybe but, it's time. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> maybe it's time. I would have loved to hear that play button though, because is it described like as a, a recording by the author or whoever, or is it just a um a text file using the TTS the you know, the synth there? Who are you um, asking? You asking me? No, I'm not I asking you. I'm, I'm no, I'm just, I'm just pondering. This is a ponder. Is that Steven. what
1: they call, I believe, a rhetorical question?
2: Yeah. Oh, oh well done. Yes. Can you roll your r's on that, please? Rhetorical. Thank you. I love that. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just asking. That's all. I'm thinking because that would be very interesting. There's something about the actual, you know, audio recording versus the TTS. I think it just gives it so much more oomph. I believe the phrase is. Um, So, yeah, but cool, right? Uh, Accessible comics is always good.
1: Yeah, I I must admit, though, isn't there something really irritating about the way that voiceover just (laughs) gaps over whatever it is that's speaking? Oh, I know. You kind of wish that it could, and obviously it can't do this. It's the same with Apple TV. I get it all the time, and it just drives me mad. The amount of times you hit play on something, and it will tell you, uh, you know, 15 mature themes or you know, whatever it say. I don't know. Yes. And then yes. it just reads all this garbage out about the warnings. And then it'll, because, you know, everyone's terrified to, you know, do anything these days without being offended. So you have to tell everyone about all the terrible things that are coming up in the movie. Why don't you just <laughs> tell me the end of the movie and I'll not even bother watching it. There <laughs> you go.
2: It'll say five seconds of one hour, 30 minutes. And it'll tell you that <laughs> twice before it shuts up. It's like, I've got, I've got to rewind now. Um, yes. I'm forever doing the, um, three finger double tap on my phone every time I'm trying to listen to something to mute speech and unmute speech. It's the dance we do.
1: It is the dance we do. And uh, the one, my, my favourite one at the moment is batteries are low and you're remote. I get that all the time now. And I know the answer is charge up the remote, but you know, I kind of, I kind of, I, I like being annoyed. I think that's what it is. I think
2: I have a, <laughs> Hang on. an enjoyment. Hang on. Are you hearing that from the Apple TV? Yes. I've never had that. And I can't remember the last time I charged up my remote.
1: Wow. When was the I've last time you that. used your Apple TV?
2: Well, wow, that's another very, uh, exactly. very good yeah, point. That's a bigger <laughs> question, perhaps.
1: Uh, yeah, it gives you, I, I, I do love the Apple TV for its accessibility. I do. It's funny. In one way, we want accessibility. We want it to tell us everything. We don't want to miss a thing. And then when it tells us everything, it's like, it's too much.
2: Yeah, be quiet.
1: Could you just please? But Because you almost kind of want these things to come through. I think that I was saying this before about the, the whole kind of um, when we were talking about AI and the the. The implementation of what could potentially be a screen reader of the future is kind of moving away from this, reading every element on the screen, but actually mm-hmm. giving you the particular information. And the closest I think we've had to that and the closest experience I've had to that is from the AirPods when you, you get a notification. If you allow it to announce notifications through your AirPods when you're wearing them. Or I think if you drive the car as well, you can, you can have it come through the car. Uh, because obviously in a car situation, you don't want the driver to be taking their eyes off the road. Um not that any of them are paying attention to anything that's happening on the road anyway, it would appear, based on the amount of driving experiences I have with taxi drivers, (laughs) where most of them just seem to be going, Oh, watch that and oh there's another (laughs) one driving into my lane. Everyone's eyes are on phones and everything else. I mean, no wonder because these dashboards are just full of screens. Oh, so cool. No, I would have I would as soon as the car starts, I would have all those screens turn
2: off. Focus on the road. Okay, oh, I can't, where, where did this driving rant come from? We are all over the place, like but, a taxi but, driver.
1: Like, especially every taxi I've ever been in <laughs> in the past few weeks. I think that, I don't know what happened during the lockdowns, but I think everyone forgot to do everything, including well, drive.
2: I've forgotten the point you were making there. Uh, we've yeah, there you go.
1: A, See, the pandemic uh, has affected us all.
2: <laughs> Brain fog. Okay.
1: Uh, no, I was talking about the, uh, the announcing. Great. Yes, so the announcing. Yes. So what happens is it will announce to you about a message, but it won't say, for example, uh, you know here's a great website you should check out from sean and then read the entire http blah 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 oh, blah blah yes. dot you know whatever yeah. and it doesn't do all that it will just give you the information i do like that you, that. you and, are absolutely and, right and that would be great if a screen reader could do that as well and you could almost have the oh. option then to dig in for more information if you wanted
2: or just say open the link you know that would be cool Those Amazon emails I get a thousand of a day, which gives you the link, which goes on for about a thousand years, drives me mad. But that's always been the problem though, right? How much information to give us. I mean, when it comes to mobility apps or even just navigating the screen, you know, the interaction model on the Mac, for example, I don't want to tab through or skip through all the toolbar buttons. I just want to go to certain bits. Other people hate that. No one's ever happy, including you.
1: Well, no, I'm definitely never happy, that's for sure.
2: Uh, But listen, before we go,
1: uh, one final email from Gary, who got in touch with us, and uh, Gary wants to talk to us about the subject of Braille. As always, Laura reads our emails.
4: For Stephen, hoping you won't be too devastated. I know you are working diligently to improve your Braille reading skills and hope to someday read Braille as well as Laura reads the emails. Yes. I fear that you may be traumatised when you learn the truth, but that cat has already escaped. I just would not want you to hear about it from one of those Twitter trolls who are lurking on your feed. Mm. Better to be shocked by a friend. Laura has a secret she is hoping you never discover. She is using her 40-cell Braille display to read the emails. She was very anxious to be part of your great show and quite motivated to learn Braille quickly. Here's why she has withheld her secret. She used a weekend plus two personal days, including only six hours sleep, to jump from grade one Braille to reading the email. She is afraid that if you find out, you might be upset enough to react. You drop Laura, start using your braille display to read the email. Just getting through one email takes you over an hour. Mr. F is unhappy about the show being over the scheduled time. Mr. F drops you. Sean has to cut back to only three sausages for breakfast and you are so busy with your lawyers that you have no time for improving your braille skills. As you see, Laura only has your best interest at heart. Of course, she will deny using a braille display, but only because she truly cares about poor Sean having to suffer through only getting three sausages for breakfast. Stop it! Please don't bring it up with her. (laughs) I hope hearing the secret from a friend helps ease the trauma you are likely feeling. Gary Crowe.
1: Well, I don't don't really
2: know what to say after that, Gary. No words. You'll take my sausages out of my cold, dead hand. That's all I'm going to say. That would be preferable, yes. Um...
1: (laughs) But uh yeah, that's uh, that's a horrifying thought. Uh no the good well that's the good news. <laughs> the reality is that uh Laura's not blind. I, I don't know if we ever said that, did we? Did we ever mention this that Laura's not blind? I don't know if, um, not that it matters, no. but you know, I just no. want, I don't think we ever mentioned that. Uh, but no Laura uh, or Mrs Mrs. K, as yes. we like to call her. Uh, Mrs. K is uh not blind. Uh she has uh, what we call in the business working eyes. Oof.
2: Dear, I'm not a fan. No, neither am I. I'm, I'm against it. <laughs> but she does an amazing job with the emails. Thank you, Laura. you say lawyer or Laura? I said Laura. That's almost like a Freudian slip there. No, <laughs> I'm always thinking <laughs> of you, lawyers lawyer. when I'm doing this show. <laughs>
1: That's how we announce them. Thank you, lawyer. Uh, well, yes, uh, I will say, though, it has has been a huge, and I will say this, I think it's been a benefit to the show massively to have Laura reading the emails but more so for the audience than for me in some ways because it's allowed you guys to write what you want i actually remember there was a period where people were cutting back on what you were writing just to accommodate the fact yes. i was trying to read them remember that yeah that didn't feel right so you know yeah, i'm really we, glad that we were able to do that
2: we tried the tts route didn't that we was terrible. It, just, it just doesn't work it doesn't no. feel right so laura yes
1: reading yeah, this, the this emails channel will not do AI voices we're all about the human voice here at AMI there's no AI in AM oh hang on um, oh wait that mm. no, uh, doesn't work does it no
2: God bless you Mr F <laughs> <laughs> get, that,
1: get that lawyer back on the phone quick <laughs> thank you Gary uh, listen that's almost it for today uh, Double Tap Express is back tomorrow yes
2: come on Charlie sorry, say... sorry sorry I'll do it again
1: du- Double Tap Express is back Parp, parp.
2: There you go. Thank you. I know
1: they're closing all these ticket offices in the UK for uh, rail travellers, but oh, it seems like you're around.
2: it's just ridiculous. Absolutely terrible. Closing Not only that, though. I, uh, to be honest, I can't remember the last time I used a ticket office, so I don't honestly care. But when they say that, they mean they're getting rid of staff, is what they mean. Well, yes. It's, it's not to buy a ticket,
1: necessarily. Although it should be said in the UK that there are certain tickets and concessions you can only get from a ticket office. You can't buy them online. I didn't know that. But there are certain tickets you cannot buy online. You can Where? only get them at a ticket office. And of course, if you don't have a ticket office, you can't get them. That's uh, a so disgrace. There's that. But also, to be honest, it's not even so much about buying tickets from me either. It's about staff. It's about getting access to Absolutely. people to get
2: assistance on the train. Correct. I'm sorry, that that was a weird rant at the end. I know that got wow. a bit
1: weird all of a sudden, but yeah, there we go. Uh, listen, there's a campaign ongoing at the minute, and I think there's even a legal case developing out of this as well, which I'm quite pleased to hear. So uh, follow our uh, Twitter feeds for that, and you can get access to the information and the various campaigns. If you're in the UK and you want to save the ticket offices, down with that sort of thing. Stand mm. up for the workers. Uh, stand down, <laughs> whatever. Anyway, uh, do all that immediately. <laughs> And uh, that's it for us today. Double Tap Express. That's what we're talking about. Express <laughs> yeah. is back
2: tomorrow. part. Oh, sorry. Thank
1: <laughs> you. It is back tomorrow. We are having a Tim takeover as uh, listener Tim Dixon takes over the show with his look back at the week at Site Village in England. A fantastic event. And uh, we were so glad he was there for us. That plus Grace Schofield back with the Double Tap News Yay. all on tomorrow's Double Tap Express. We'll catch you then. Thanks, Sean. Thank you. Bye-bye.